This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. And drives that to center. Center fielder Apodaca going back back to the track, and it's over the wall! Live play-by-play coverage of BYU Baseball is brought to you by doTERRA. doTERRA, proud sponsor of the BYU Baseball team. Now let's get you ready for Cougar Baseball. Here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. fans, happy Jackie Robinson Day. This major league commemoration also noted across the entire baseball landscape on this day, marking the 75th anniversary of the day. Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier, and on this day, we welcome you back inside Hawksfield at Haymarket Park in Lincoln, Nebraska, as today, it's a good day to play two. We've got a doubleheader between the Cougars and Nebraska Cornhuskers, games two and three of a four-game series, with BYU looking to get back on track after being limited to one hit in a one nothing lost to the Huskers last night. My name is Greg Rubel, and I'll have your play-by-play call this afternoon. It'll be a seven-inning game followed by a nine-inning affair. Always interesting with the second game pitching plan, sometimes dependent on the outcome of the first game. And for more on that game plan, time to hear from BYU interim head coach Trent Pratt in our leadoff interview presented by doTERRA. doTERRA, pursue what's pure. And whether he has a plan A and a plan B with Ryan Brady on the mound to start today's game to one. Uh, no, I think just just a plan A. We want Ryan to go out and and Ryan give us our, give us his best start, and then kind of see what happens after there. Um, obviously, we want Ryan to go deep in the game. You know, if if something does go bad, then maybe we have to run to Bryce to keep us in the game to win it, and then try to piece game two after that. With the game being only seven innings, do you kind of say to Ryan, "This is your game"? Yeah, I mean that's what we tell our pitchers all the time. We mm-hmm. hey, go, if you start the game, try to finish it. Go as long as go as long as hard as you can, and and do the best you can for us. And so yeah, we we expect Ryan to go out there and give us a good start and. And keep us in the game and get a couple more hits today. Baseball can be crazy. Uh, Nebraska's had, uh, I think, five hits and two runs over the last two games, yet they found a way to win one of them. It is crazy. It's about when you get those hits. We talked about a little bit last night is, man, r- runs were tough to come by for both teams last night. They had kind of had two or three chances to get a hit. They got one hit. We had two chances to get a hit and, and with a guy in scoring position, we didn't get that hit, and that's, that's kind of how the game was won last night. A personnel note, uh, Aiden Callahan's been rehabbing for a while, and he's available finally this weekend for you. Yeah, yeah we're excited to have Aiden back, and hopefully um, we get a chance to get him in a game and, and get him back on the bump and, and help us out a little bit. How's the weather looking today? A little better than yesterday. I think, what, 14-hour winds last time I looked? And so, hey, but it, obviously in the dugout, at least, it didn't feel terribly cold last night, which I was surprised. Um, so hopefully today with the sun out, it feels a little bit better. With a non-conference series like this uh, and other teams getting their, their league schedule back underway this weekend, do you really treat each game like, like any game? No, we try to treat each game like any game. All these games matter as far as, you know, the you know, RPI. Like any, any game we play, we want to win. Obviously, yeah, the league games might seem like more important because we want to win the league, but we don't want to give any of these games away either. Nebraska, was that the team you expected to see, I guess, last night? Yeah, I think so. They had some physical kids. Um, they kid on the mound. He, he did some different things than what the scouting report and all the video we watched last night. So he had those moments nights where he was really, really good. And so you kind of tip your cap and, and go out and, man, regroup and try to get him today. The guy you'll see in game one is, uh, is a good one for him. Yeah, he's their best guy. Um, fastball slider, changeup. Um, and he competes. He's been around a little while. So man, it'll be a tough test for us. Coach, good luck in game one. And we'll uh, talk to you after game two. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate it. All right, that is BYU interim head coach Trent Pratt. Time now for this afternoon's Game 1 starting lineups courtesy of Big O Tires. Your local Big O Tires has financing available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. We'll start with the visitors, the BYU Cougars. 
17 and 13 on the year. This, of course, a non-conference game. Back in league, the Cougars are six and six in true away games. BYU is seven and six on the year. Leading off for the Cougars and playing second base, number five, Ozzie Pratt. Hitting second and playing shortstop, number two, Brock Watkins. Hitting third, the center fielder, number six, Mitch McIntyre. Jacob Wilk was to hit cleanup today, but he was a BP scratch. So a lineup change after BP today with Jacob Wilk being scratched, and so now hitting cleanup with with a Wilk not able to play, Ryan Sapiti will hit fourth and play right field, number 27, Sapiti. Hitting fifth and playing third base, number 25, Austin Deming. Hitting sixth, the DH, number 17, Josh Cowden. And with Wilk not able to play at first base, now playing first base and hitting seventh is number 14, Alex Sardina. So a Sardina in the seventh hole, Sapiti, Deming, and Cowden each move up a spot from fifth, sixth, and seventh to fourth, fifth, and sixth. Hitting eighth, the catcher, number 18, Colin Reuter. And hitting in the nine hole, the left fielder, number 43, Dawson Hall. Starting pitcher for BYU is number 12, Ryan Brady. The right-hander, Brady, gets the nod on the bump for BYU. Batting order for the Nebraska Cornhuskers, leading off and playing left field, number 13, Cam Chick, hitting second. The right fielder, number 18, Garrett Anglum, hitting third. The third baseman, number four, Max Anderson. Hitting cleanup, the catcher, number 16, Griffin Everett. Hitting fifth, the DH, number 47, Nick Wimmers. Wimmers drove in the only run in last night's 1-0 win for Nebraska. Hitting sixth and playing second base, number 14, Bryce Matthews. Hitting out of the seven hole, the story shortstop, number 20, Core Jackson. Hitting eighth, the center fielder, number 21, Luke Sartori. Hitting ninth, the first baseman, number 11, Jack Style. Starting pitcher for the Cornhuskers, Shea Shanneman, the right-hander. Two and four on the year with a 4.23 ERA. He's pitched 44 and two-thirds innings coming in two today. This will be his ninth start. He is a good one. Shanneman on the hill for the home team. Nebraska will be in the cream uniforms today. Cream jerseys and pants. And block Nebraska in an arch across the chest. The Cornhuskers wearing red caps today. BYU will be in navy caps. They'll be in the attractive gray pinstripes with the new Brigham Young cursive script across the chest diagonally. The word Brigham in cursive and then the word Young in block letters in the tail of the M in Brigham. The numbers are gray outlined in blue. And BYU will hit first, and hitting first in the batting order is Ozzie Pratt. Ozzie Pratt's been hitting second, but he will lead off as he and Brock Watkins switch spots in the batting order. Watkins had been leaning off and Pratt hitting second, but now Ozzie will lead off and Brock will hit second, so it'll be left-handed bats first and third in the lineup to go along with spots six and nine. Expect to see fewer lefty bats in the lineup for game two, and the Cougs will face a southpaw. The right-hander, Shea Shanneman, gets ready to kick and deliver the first pitch to Ozzie Pratt, and it's high and outside for ball one. We're underway here at Hawksfield at Haymarket Park. Capacity 8,486, and that's striped up the middle, but on the ground at the shortstop, Jackson who collects and fires to first base Jack Style, and that's one gone. So two pitches in. It's one out for BYU. The grounder goes 6-3, and with one out, Rock Watkins will dig in. So the left-handed bat of Ozzie Pratt, followed by the right-handed bat of Brock Watkins, the shortstop. One gone here in the top of the first. We're going to play two. Seven-inning game in the opener, nine innings in the second game. 
And Brock will take high for ball one from Shanneman. Shanneman coming into the game with a whip of 1.23. He's gotten into the hundreds one time this year. 106 is his high pitch count. The wind-up and delivery. And that's it opposite field foul to the top of the berm. Top of the grass berm down the first base line. The berm located between the first base bag and the right field corner. And there's a berm on the opposite side of the field between the third base bag and the left field corner. And on this chilly day, more on that in a second, a lot of fans on the berms today. And quickly Watkins finds himself down one ball and two strikes. The ball and strikes indicator on the scoreboard is not functioning right now. It may have frozen up. It's that kind of day. 1-2 to Brock. Outside for ball two. Two balls and two strikes. That 84-mile-per-hour offering outside the zone. Four-pitch mix for Shanneman. Fastball curve slider and change. And that's a chopper to first base. Style will handle and take it to the bag himself. And so it's a ground out to the first baseman, unassisted. And two are gone for BYU here in the top of the first inning. So a 6-3 ground out. And a 3-U ground out. Unassisted by Jack Style. Style's pretty sure-handed first baseman. One error, one fielding error on the year for Style. Another left-hander steps in. It's Mitch McIntyre. Saw his 12-game on-base streak end last night. He'll take ball one from Shanneman. So the balls and strikes indicator is on the fritz here in Lincoln. 1-0. A kick and delivery piped in right down the middle for strike one. One ball, one strike. That was 95 miles per hour as Shanneman went to the gas can. That's about the high edge of his fastball range right there, mid-90s. And that's chopped just foul down the first base line. Just past new first base coach Noah Hill. With the change in leadership in the dugout this week, Brent Herring has gone from first base coach to third base coach, and Noah Hill has gone from dugout grad assistant coach to first base coach. Trent Pratt's now in the dugout, and Mitch McIntyre takes a ball low. And it is brisk here today in Lincoln. Feels like 40 degrees with the wind. Two-two count goes to a full count. Three balls and two strikes to McIntyre. Home plate umpire today is Tim Farwig. He was at first base last night and all the umpires on this crew will rotate one spot clockwise as the weekend goes along so we'll see Clint Wheeler at home for the second of this twin bill full count 3-2 and that oh Mitch thought he was walking to first base but the delayed punch out call the backwards K caught looking as McIntyre we go to the bottom of the first top of the first for BYU no runs no hits no errors no one left on we're scoreless to the bottom of the first inning Cougars and Cornhuskers on the new skin BYU Sports Network this is BYU Baseball. Now back to the ballpark and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. To the bottom of the first we go, BYU and Nebraska. On a day with the temperature riding at 48 degrees, but feels like low 40s with a 15-mile-per-hour wind out of the north, so the wind is blowing almost directly to right field. 
As the left fielder, Cam Chick will lead things off for the Cornhuskers. We're in the bottom of the fourth inning. BYU went 1-2-3 in the top of the first. And the left-handed bat of Cam Chick will lead things off. Ryan Brady kicks and delivers and gets called strike one on his first pitch of the day. Ryan Brady making his sixth start. He's pitched 32 complete innings coming into today. And he works briskly on this brisk day. And a breaking ball in for strike two. So 0-2 quickly to Cam Chick. The ball strikes indicator on the scoreboard still not functioning. So we'll be tracking the umpire for the hand counts. And I'll try and stay on top of that as well. As that's chase pitch from Brady. And not swinging out of his Cam Chick. So he takes for one and two. The 1-2 from Brady. Ruder sets up outside. And that's swung on and fouled out of play beyond the berm and bouncing off the concrete concourse to the brick facing of the baseball offices down the third baseline, also where the visitors' clubhouse is located. Count stays 1-2. and two. The wind-up from the right-hander, Brady. And that's high for ball two. BYU in the all-grays today, as they were last night. Last night it was pure gray. And today, the gray pinstripes, navy pins. That's a breaking ball just staying outside enough to fill the count at three and two. Three balls, two strikes. To the leadoff batter, Cam Chick. Brady kicks and fires. Comes inside on him, and he swings and misses on a pitch in tight. Swinging strikeout for Chick. He had two strikeouts last night. An 0 for 3 night last night for Chick, including 2Ks, and Brady brings him up to start this game. So the right fielder Garrett Anglum will now dig in. One gone. You're in the bottom of the first. So the balls and strikes and outs indicator on the scoreboard not working as that sliced to the netting above the BYU dugout and just falls into the BYU dugout. So strike one to Anglum, 0 and 1. That was 94 miles per hour. That piped in heater from Brady. Yeah, most of the video board is not functioning here today at uh, Haymarket Park. And that'll be inside and catch it in the inside corner. For no balls and two strikes, Brady quickly ahead of Anglum. The leader in doubles and triples for Nebraska. Had one of Nebraska's three hits last night. The 0-2. And that's laced to right field, making the catch on his knees, or at his knee level is Ryan Sapiti as he ran to his right. And that was dipping. But he took it off the kneecaps, and that's two gone for Nebraska here in the bottom of the first. Nice play by Sapiti. Saw it right off the bat and got to where he needed to be to catch that on the lower part of his body. Nice grab by Sapiti. Playing in place of the injured Cole Gamble. Cooks hope to get Cole back here in three weeks or four. Called strike to Max Anderson on the first pitch from Brady to Anderson. Two gone here in the bottom of the first. Scoreless, BYU and Nebraska. The runs leader, Max Anderson, made a number of excellent plays defensively at third base last night. He was tremendous and may have taken a hit or two away from BYU. Cougs limited to one hit on the night. Nebraska had just the three, again, as it was a pitcher's duel. Both pitchers were pitching no-hit ball through six. Outside. (laughs) 
And that's a little nubber up the middle. Second baseman Ozzie Pratt will handle the grounder. Fire to Sardina at first, and the Nebraska Cornhuskers go one, two, three in the bottom of the first. No runs, no hits, no errors, no one left on. Top two we go. Cougars and Cornhuskers scoreless here in Lincoln on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Cougar baseball brought to you in part by doTERRA. doTERRA, a proud sponsor of the BYU baseball team. We go to the top of the second inning. A scoreless game, and Ryan Sapiti. Sapiti hitting cleanup in place of Jacob Wilk. Wilk was a BP scratch for BYU today. He was to be playing first base and hitting fourth, but he was a late scratch. So the four, five, and six spots all moved up, or the five, six, and seven spots moved up. The four, five, and six putting Sapiti in the cleanup spot. He takes ball one, the off-speed offering from Shea Shanneman. 1-0 to Sapiti. Rest the bat on his right shoulder. He'll swing and foul that to the screen. One ball, one strike. Most of the video board here at Haymarket Park is not functioning. So no player lead-ups, no player stats, and no balls, no strikes, no outs displays either. And that's laced. And a short hop, or was it caught on the fly? A short hop to the second baseman. He'll scoop and fire to first, and it will be a 4-3 ground out for Sapiti. That was a dipping hot shot to the second baseman, Matthews, and just must have taken it off the dirt. The fire to style at first, and it's four up, four down for BYU. The game beginning today much as it did yesterday. BYU didn't get its first hit until Jacob Wilkes singled in the seventh. It was the only hit. Austin Deming now hits and lifts it in the air to right field. Right fielder Anglum will go back and now run in. And make the catch, and two are quickly gone for BYU here at the top of the second inning. The wind is blowing out to right, but not as heavy as it was even just 10 minutes ago. Temperature in the 40s and feeling low 40s with the steady breeze from the north. So on the fly out to right for Deming, that brings into the batter's box Josh Cowden, the DH. Making his third consecutive start at designated hitter. It's the third of four left-handed bats in Coach Trent Pratt's lineup today. And the first pitch he takes, he takes... High, but catching the outside corner. Top of the zone for strike one from Shanneman. That was at 92 miles per hour. The 0-1 to Cowden. A kick and fire from Shanneman. And that's hit in the air to short left field. Left fielder running in. Shortstop and third baseman going over. And third baseman will catch it just in foul territory. And that will be three up, three down for BYU in the top of the second. No runs, no hits, no errors. No one left on base. Bottom two we go. Nebraska and BYU scoreless. And Lincoln on the new skin. BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball. Now back to the ballpark and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Nebraska catcher Griffin Everett leads off the bottom of the second for the Cornhuskers. Everett on a nine-game streak of reaching safely. He was one for two and scored the only run of last night's game. The home runs leader for Nebraska. Digs in against Brian Brady, who delivers outside at 93 miles per hour for ball one. One ball, no strikes to Everett. Everett had one of the three hits for Nebraska last night. The 1-0 goes to 2-0 as that's in the dirt, blocked well by Colin Reuter. Everett had the double in the seventh, followed by the single, and that was it. The only run provided in that sequence, and that was the decisive run of the game. 1-0 was the final. The 2-0. A half swing, but didn't come nearly through, and it was high and on the appeal. 
The call at first matches the call at home plate, which is high for ball three. So three balls, no strikes now to Griffin Everett. And Brady issues a four-pitch walk. So it took a while last night to get the game's first base runner. It came in the fifth inning as Jack Sterner walked. Who else? Griffin Everett. And Everett is the first base runner one day later as he has a leadoff walk here in the bottom of the second inning. So Ryan Brady puts his first base runner aboard. Nick Wimmers, who had the RBI single in the seventh, to win it for Nebraska last night will step in. The left-handed bat of Wimmers. He's a switch hitter, but he goes lefty against the righty. So Brady working third base side of the rubber with a man on first. The sack bunt is laid down, and what a great bunt, too. Brady will collect down the first baseline, scoop and shovel it to Sardina. Sardina will retire Wimmers at first, but advancing to second on the sack bunt is Griffin Everett. So a runner in scoring position for Nebraska as Wimmers is retired 1-3 on the sacrifice. And a runner in scoring position now for Bryce Matthews, who was 0-3 with two strikeouts last night. Matthews with runners in scoring position, hitting 219 as a team. Nebraska's hitting 257 with runners in scoring position. And that'll be in the dirt as Rooters had some work to do in the early innings. So Ryan Brady gets the start for BYU. The plan right now is to start uh, Bryce Robison in game two unless he's needed in the opener. The hope was that Brady gets BYU deep into this one. He glances back at second where Everett takes his lead. And that'll be a swing and a miss for Bryce Matthews. The count even at one and one. And the home plate umpire... Not giving regular hand count displays. The scoreboard's not functioning, and love to see that every pitch if we could until the scoreboard's working if it does get functional today. But one and one the count to Bryce Matthews. It's easy to lose count, and so the umpire could be a little help, but it's a swinging strike. That's strike two. One and two to Bryce Matthews. Great video board here at uh, Haymarket Park. Displays a lot of information when it's working. But it's not today. One ball, two strikes to Matthews. Man on second is Everett. One gone here in the bottom of the second and a swinging strikeout. Gets out in front of that off-speed offering. 77 miles per hour. And that'll be a whiff for Matthews. Two are gone here in the bottom of the second. So second K of the day for Ryan Brady. A swinging strikeout in the first and now the second. It's funny because the, the fans are a little bit unsure of with foul balls and everything else included when it's strike two or strike three. I think, I think even the hitter there was a little conf confused as to whether that was strike two or strike three. He was slow to get out of the box. That was a stringing strikeout. Core Jackson, the low-crouching shortstop, left-handed bat with two out. Will take low for ball one from Ryan Brady. The man on second is Everett. He had a leadoff walk. Advances second on the sacrifice bunt from Wimmers, but then a strikeout from Matthews. A big K for Brady. Two gone. And a man on. one to Jackson. Brady with a look back to second. 
And that'll be another ball. That was low. Home plate umpire Tim Farwig. Having to do extra duty, or you would think, with the scoreboard not working with balls and strikes. And outs even. And that'll be in the dirt. That's the third or fourth ball in the dirt to Colin Ruder, and he's blocked them all. And it's three balls and no strikes now to Core Jackson. So Brady doesn't have necessarily his best stuff yet. He'll slide to the third base side of the pitcher's rubber. Come set and deliver a 3-0. And it'll be a take and a called strike. Core Jackson. Wasn't going to swing at that, and Brady did, Brady did his job to stay in the count. Three balls and a strike. That was 92 miles per hour. Heart of the plate. 3-1 to Jackson. Two gone, one on, bottom two. BYU and Nebraska scoreless here on the BYU Sports Network. Ryan Brady from the stretch, and that'll be a chopper handled by Sardina. He'll take it himself, step on the bag, and that'll do it. So the Cougars give up a leadoff walk and then get the next three. And we go to the top of the third inning. No runs, no hits, no errors, one left on. We go top three, BYU and Nebraska 0-0 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Three days ago here in Lincoln, it was upper 80s, low 90s with thunderstorms and a tornado warning. Three days later, it's mid-40s and a stiff wind. It's a frigid Friday doubleheader baseball here at Haymarket Park. And much like last night's began, last night's game began, both pitchers yet to give up a hit through, two complete. We're in the top of the third. And Alex Sardina will chop it to third base. Backhanded by Anderson, he'll fire. And the pick is not made at first. The throw will get away, and Alex Sardina will be at second base. He'll slide in safely. Max Anderson was so solid at third base last night, makes an early throwing error. And while it was in time to get Sardina, it was in the dirt, and Style couldn't pick it. And Sardina made the turn and headed for second. And he has himself an infield single with an advancement to second on the throwing error, the E5, and the first error of this series. And so we'll give Sardina a single. Should be a hit and an error, and that's what it is. So a single with a throwing error. He's at second. The leadoff batter is at second here in the top of the third for Colin Reuter. First hit of the game is from Alex Sardina. Sardina in the lineup only because Jacob Wilk was a BP scratch for BYU today. Sardina, his last game played was at Dixie State more than a week ago as a pinch hitter. Getting his third start of the season at all is all at first base. He's on second. Leadoff single plus a throwing error. Puts him at second for Reuter. And the ball strike indicator, we believe, is now functioning here in the top of the third. Excellent news. Two balls and no strikes. 90 miles per hour. The fastball just outside from Shanneman. Shea Shanneman on the hill. Colin Reuter in the box. Alex Sardina at second place, at second base. It's no out here in the top of the third. And that's a swing and a miss from Colin. Met Colin's dad in the hotel last night. Colin from Mississippi. He and Ozzie Pratt, high school teammates. It was a nine-hour drive for the Reuter family to get up here. The 2-1 to Colin. He'll only pitch the first game. We'll see Mason Strong behind the plate in the second. 2-1, one on for BYU top three. That's a mighty cut from Colin, but swings through. Strike two from Shanneman. 
Shanneman will throw his 25th pitch on this next windup. Alex Sardina, leadoff single, throwing air from the sure-handed Alex, or Max Anderson. He was great last night, but an early miscue from Anderson puts Sardina in scoring position. And that'll be a breaking ball and a caught-looking strikeout. Colin Reuter knew it, and he takes the slow walk back to the dugout, so the backwards K. And both of Shanneman's strikeouts have been of the caught-looking variety. So Dawson Hall hitting out of the nine-hole. The left-handed bat of Dawson Hall will dig in against Shea Shanneman. Runner still in scoring position. Sardina at second. Dawson hitting 250 with runners in scoring position and limited at bats. One out, one on for BYU. He'll hit that well in the air to center field. Center fielder Sartori is back and just shy of the track. Will make the catch. Alex Sardina will tag and will get to third base ahead of the throw. So he's 90 feet away with what would be BYU's first run, but now two are out. And takes the sack fly, certainly. Cougars would have loved to have. Sardina sitting at third with one out, had the sacrifice in play, but that strikeout by Reuter prevented that situation. So the Dawson Hall fly out to center. Advances Sardina to third, but with two gone now. Here in the top of the third. Top of the order up, and it's Ozzie Pratt. Left-handed bat of Pratt, and that'll be lifted in the air to short left field. Left fielder running in, and a diving catch made by the shortstop. Diving in front of the left fielder. Core Jackson leaping and extending in front of the left fielder who was charging in hard. And running out hard to the left field line was Jackson, who dives and makes a spectacular catch to end the top of the third for BYU. For the Cougars, no runs on a hit. There was an error, and there was a runner left on. We go bottom three, and we're scoreless. BYU and Nebraska on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball. Now back to the ballpark and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Ball one high inside to Luke Sartori leading off the Nebraska bottom of the third. Center fielder Sartori faces the 1-0 from Ryan Brady. A kick and fire. And that's fouled back to the screen. One ball, one strike. That was a 91-mile-per-hour fastball from Ryan Brady. 6-1-185, the sophomore from Park City. Getting the start in the first of two today. We're going to play two, a seven-inning game and a nine-inning game on tap today. Bottom of the third, 0-0. A take and a strike. So one ball, two strikes to Sartori. Back-to-back strikes thrown by Brady. Sartori three for three on stolen bases when he gets on the pass, including one for one last night. Stripes that on the ground to third. Austin Deming comes up with it and fires cleanly to Sardina. And that's one gone here in the bottom of the third. So Sartori on the 5-3 ground out. It'll bring up Jack Style in the ninth spot. Now batting the first baseman, number 11, Jack Style. Style last night 0 for 3 with a strikeout. One gone, bottom three. Cougs and Cornhuskers in a deadlock as that first pitch from Brady skips under the leather of Colin Reuter and rolls to the padding. Ball one. 1 0. One out, no one on. Nebraska in the cream home uniforms. Arch Nebraska, block letters across the chest. And that's right up the middle. A grounder into center field. And the first hit of the game for Nebraska comes in the bottom of the third. A one-out single to center for Jack Style, his first hit of the series. 
Just striped it right past the shoe tops of Ryan Brady, right up the middle on the ground. Diving was Ozzie Pratt behind second base, but it got past him for a single two center. And it's one out, one on, and the top of the order up, and Cam Chick struck out swinging in the first inning. Style will take a lead. One gone, bottom three. Both teams a hit. Nebraska the only fielding error. Brady will check, check, check Style at first. Yeah, the only fielding error comes from the guy that was the best fielder of anyone on the diamond last night, Max Anderson at third base. He threw wild, allowing Sardina to get to second off what would have been an infield single had Sardina beaten it out. And there's a good chance that Anderson would have gotten him on the throw if it was on target. And that's lifted in the air to left field. Dawson Hall makes the catch on the line and will force Style to retreat to first. So Cam Chick flies out to Dawson Hall in left field. Now batting the right fielder, number 18, Garrett Dawson playing with uh, some covering around the neck that he can pull up to his chin and mouth on this cold day here in Lincoln. It's a day for Gators if you feel so inclined on this brisk afternoon. That's high and tight to Garrett Anglum. Ball one. One ball, no strikes. Two outs and one on. The runner on is Style. Had a one-out single up the middle. Followed by the Cam Chick fly out to left, bringing up Anglum, the right fielder. He flew out to right in the first inning. For 0-0, Cougs and Cornhuskers here in Lincoln. Breaking ball stays high for ball two. 2-0 two from Brady to Anglum. Anglum comes into today with a seven-game on-base streak. Extended it to seven with a single last night, one for three. The 2-0. That's popped up into the stands. It'll get to the upper level and then bounces off the seats to the lower level. And a fan in the first row there will catch it off the netting above the BYU dugout. Here at Haymarket Park, officially Hawks Field at Haymarket Park here in Lincoln. Beyond center field is the berm and the trees, the freeway, and then Memorial Stadium, home of the football, Cornhuskers. The 2-1, and that's foul tip, two balls and two strikes. If you go down the right field line, about a half a mile, you'll run into the Nebraska Basketball Arena, Pinnacle Bank Arena. You can see all the venues from right here at Haymarket Park. Beautiful sight. The flags in left field are straight out. Blowing out to right field, north wind of 10 to 20 miles per hour on a chilly afternoon. The 2-2, and that's popped up, and Ryan Brady will take it. So a little nubber in the infield, and Brady washed that arc into his leather, and that'll do it for the Cornhuskers in the bottom of the third. For Nebraska, no runs on a hit, no errors, a runner left on. We go, bottom, go top four, BYU and Nebraska 0-0 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.